ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Cyber experts are questioning the practicalities of criminalising doxing, where private details of people are published online for malicious or harmful reasons. The federal government is proposing new laws to crack down on doxing after names and personal details were posted on social media last week of hundreds of Jewish writers and artists and academics. The Office of Australia's eSafety Commissioner says it already has powers to remove seriously harmful online content. And it's called on social media platforms to do more to enforce their own policies against such content. But cyber experts say criminalising the practice may not be as simple as it sounds. Dr Simon Copland is the ANU's, from the, the ANU School of Sociology, specialising in the study of extremism online and joins me now. Welcome. Uh, thanks for having me on, Patricia. So the government has made it clear it wants to legislate the criminalisation of doxing. What are the challenges with it? Uh, I think there's a number of challenges with it. First of all, um, it uh, would be very difficult to enforce um, people who uh, will want to maliciously uh, release material online can hide their identity very easily. Uh, and so it would be very difficult to track those um, people down who are doing that. Um, but I think there's also a second challenge associated with it, and this is uh, what is malicious intent. Uh, so a lot of uh, what it, what people consider doxing um, can often be done with political intent. Uh, and I think the people who, who released these names in this WhatsApp, WhatsApp chat recently um, have claimed that it was done through political intent due to um, concerns about uh, discussions about Palestine in that group. Um, and so is, is stuff that's happening with political intent, um, is that malicious? Uh, and who gets to decide what if that is malicious? And I think we've got real, I've got real concerns about the government trying to intervene there and decide that political conversations may be malicious and that therefore releasing names of people who are engaging in political conversations should be illegal. So when you consider the recent incident of, of publishing those names and other details of Jewish writers and artists, was it, was it really doxing given there were no addresses or phone numbers posted online? Yeah, and I think this is this is a secondary second concern. There is doxing normally um, uh, in the in the in its use of its term also means releasing phone numbers or addresses or email addresses. Uh, and when it's done with that kind of malicious intent, it's it, those those de- contact details are released with a specific intent for other people to go and track those people down, harass them to do those sorts of things. And we've seen that happen in the past. So the group Anonymous, uh, which, which some listeners may know, um, they're a, an anonymous group of people who... Um, uh, organise online, um, and they have done this before. Um, often, uh, tracking down people who uh, you know they've considered to have done who've done something wrong. Um, often, or even just people that they want to um, harass, and they do it for fun. And they'll track down their address or their phone number or their email address, um, and they'll release it online and encourage their members to go and um, harass that person. Now, that kind of activity would already be covered and should already be covered under our harassment legislation. That is clear harassment. Um, But I think that's very different to releasing a list of names of people who are participating in a political chat. So what are some of the risks or consequences that can stem from the malicious publication of personal identifying information? 
Well, it's it's very clear um, when, uh, particularly when uh, in those examples of doxing, when people uh, release uh, um, emails or phone numbers or uh, addresses, um, people there is uh, examples where people have had to um, move house, um, go into hiding um, because they face. Um, death threats. They face people turning up to their house um, to um, to 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 harass them, uh, and and those consequences are huge. And and one of the problems we actually have at the moment is that a lot of enforcement agencies don't take that seriously. Um, they, you know, a lot of people who face this kind of harassment online, um, they what enforcement agencies just say, well, you know, just go and delete your account or block them online, and that's not good enough um, because harassment online can have just as much of an impact on people's mental health, on their sense of security and safety as it can if it's happening in a face-to-face context. Uh, And so I think the, the, the consequences can be very real and we need to take those consequences seriously. Thank you for joining us and explaining. I think a lot of people are confused about what some of these, these terms actually mean. So that's been helpful. Thank you. Great. Thanks for having me on. Dr. Simon Copland from the ANU School of Sociology and this is ABCRM Breakfast. Listen to more great stories that take you beyond the headlines. Ask your smart speaker to play ABCRN.